It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. Finally, The Rock has come back to cinema. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Enigma back with another past and present review episode. And today we're going to talk about Black Adam starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Aldous Hodge, and Pierce Bronson. So, nearly 5,000 years after he was bestowed with the almighty powers of the Egyptian gods and imprisoned just as quickly, Black Adam is freed from his earthly tomb, ready to unleash his unique form of justice on the modern world. That is the synopsis of the film, and let's dive right in, okay? I knew there was going to be a lot of criticism of this film. The Rock, put it like this. As an action star, you don't really need to be able to have a acting charisma, so to speak. Like, everybody doesn't respect a lot of action stars and their acting abilities because a lot of times they play the same characters. For example, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a perfect example. He plays the same action star in every movie. But, you know, Arnold never won an award for acting, so you didn't really care about it. Uh, Sylvester Stallone, he did pretty good on Rocky. The first Rocky, but he started to get into those action movies as well and played the exact same role. You would never see these guys playing a lot of dramatic roles. Action stars aren't known for that. And then we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So The Rock obviously is not a great actor himself, but he's an action star. He doesn't need to be a great actor. And in this movie, he didn't really need to be a great actor as well. But, you know, there's going to be a lot of critical people out there who doesn't like, you know, something about the role or something about it, especially since it's a DC role. Now, I am Team DC, and I really, really wanted this to work. And much to my surprise, it actually did a pretty good job. And it wasn't necessarily The Rock that did it. It was the supporting cast, I think, that really what made this movie spark. Now, just to kind of give you a heads up on, you know, really what happened here. So, just like I read the synopsis there, um, Black Adam eventually comes back from the, after being, you know, in prison for about 5,000 years, and he immediately starts to attack these mercenaries, and, uh, you know, first of all, and this is this may be something I don't like too much about it is the fact whenever they're fighting the regular characters, because the regular characters are stupid. So these mercenaries that they're fighting, that he's fighting, rather, they're shooting their bullets at him. They see it's not doing anything. And yet they're going to reload their clip and start to shoot again like the first clip <laughs> wasn't enough. You know, it, just put it like this. And, and it's the same thing they used, the criminals used to do with Superman. If I shoot Superman... I'm, and I see the bullet doesn't do anything to him. I'm not going to do anything else to him. I mean, what what else can you do to this man? Now, I understand when they started to shoot the bombs at him and the missiles and stuff like that because those are higher caliber weapons. Okay, I get that. Maybe we can shoot something stronger at him and maybe that'll kill him. But if I unload a fully automatic weapon at this man, 
The bullets bounced off. He didn't even flinch. Why in the hell would I switch clips and start firing? <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop firing again. It, it was hilariously dumb. And I get it. They wanted to really show Black Adam, um, you know, fighting just to show his powers and just to show how helpless the humans were. I had no problem with that. Make no mistake. I had no problem with it. Um, that part of it, but it's just like, if you use a lot of common sense as a person, a real life person, there is no way in hell. After I shot the first few, few bullets, if nothing else would hurt this man, I'm running. And yeah, he would have caught me anyway, but you know, it didn't matter. Where this movie shines and where this movie was actually good was him fighting the Justice Society. The Justice Society, I thought, made the film and that's what made this movie good had they not been in the film this movie probably would have been terrible and it's nothing against the rock i mean there's really nothing for him to do he's just a quiet matter of fact i will say this the rock had to tone down his charisma for this film he had to tone it down he was more like arnold in terminator 2 maybe or terminator movies he was i won't say robotic but he really wasn't a you know he didn't need to do any of his eyebrow raising things that he does normally i think hawkman dr fate adam smasher and cyclone were the heart of the show now adam smasher and cyclone they were kind of taking back seats on certain things but really hawkman and dr fate i thought was brilliant i enjoyed aldis hodge as heart uh, hawkman i enjoyed pierce bronson as dr fate i thought they were the ones in the heart of the movie. I thought that they really brought something to these characters. And you didn't really need to know their background. But I do hope that there's some way that they actually um, maybe get the movies of their own. I thought, especially Hawkman, I enjoyed him. I enjoyed Carter Hall. Um, I really want to know more about him. And that's when you know you actually made a movie great is when you really want to know more about the character so but anyways just kind of give you the little storyline so essentially he breaks free and there's a mother um i believe her name was uh adriana and her son uh what was the kid's name uh, amon so they're part of this movement they're trying to fight these uh mercenaries who's basically taking over their uh, city and they're trying to find the crown i guess because they feel that they'll have some power to be able to fight back or whatever i don't really think they actually said the reason why they were trying to find this crown but essentially the backstory is that black adam who is uh teth adam that's really what his name was when he first came back black adam was i guess at the end that's what they called him but it was teth adam was his real name and him and the king of the past, they fought. The king was trying to get this special material that makes this crown so he can, you know, be powerful or whatever. But Black Adam actually, him and uh, the story went that him and the king actually fought and it damn near destroyed the entire city. And so the gods were pissed off at that, the way that Black Adam basically just kills at will. And so they imprisoned him in a tomb. And um, it wasn't until adriana was about to get killed that she figured out a way to bring him back and he comes back and starts killing all the mercenaries and he is injured at one point in the movie so they bring him back to their home i don't know how they snuck him in there 
But, you know, they just kind of glossed over that. And when he awakens, he realizes that he's now in a different time. I like the fact that for some reason, Black Adam doesn't use doors. He just crashes through walls everywhere he wants to go. I mean, they really jacked up their apartment. I mean, they're, they're not getting their deposit back. Put it like that. And Amanda Waller, who is basically the woman over the Suicide Squad and other government officials in the U.S., they see Black Adam as a threat. So she dispatches the Justice Society to go and take him out. And you kind of get this Suicide Squad thing where they're trying to build their team and I just don't remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember Amanda Waller really running the Justice Society like that. You know, she always had her Suicide Squad folks, but, you know, and then there's an um, ending, which is a spoiler, where Henry Cavill, or Henry Cavill, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, but anyway, Superman, put it like that, comes back, and again, Amanda Waller requested him to kind of talk to Black Adam, and I'm trying to figure out, you know, when did Amanda Waller get cool with Superman? You know, part of the reason she created the Suicide Squad was because of that. <laughs> she was trying to avoid Superman. So to see her having that type of flex where she can send Superman to talk to Black Adam, that was kind of interesting. So I don't know. But anyways, they have to work together to fight this bad guy who I don't even know what his name was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will say this. One of the things that was not good in this movie, of course, is the end of the movie. The Basically, the villain is just save the world type villain that DC, DC does this so often. I don't even remember what the villain's name was. I believe it was Sabak. He was this demon villain. He was the champion of the evil folks, I guess. And while I did enjoy the fact that we don't have a sympathetic villain, because you know they're trying to make all the villains uh, sympathetic now, so I'm actually happy that we didn't do that. All the save the world, CGI stuff, I mean, it really, the ending didn't do it for me. I mean, it, it was just a typical DC ending, and this is why DC sucks. I'm sorry. The DCEU sucks because they cannot get an ending correct. It's always the same ending in every movie. You can say the same thing for Marvel too, but at least the villains, certain villains in Marvel are a little more sympathetic than the ones that are in DC. And I don't know, it, it, it's just dumb the way they ended that movie. Well, let me rephrase. It's not dumb because I guess it went with the story, but it just was more of the same. Put it like that. The, the movie is at its best when the Justice Society and Black Adam are battling each other or they're, you know, they, they're working together, but they obviously have two different ways of doing things. The Justice Society doesn't want to kill. They, they're trying to they're saving the bad guys that Black Adam keeps tossing in the air and whatnot. You know, they live by a code, you know, they're badass, too, but they're trying not to harm people, whereas Black Adam, he is a antihero now. A lot of shows and movies and whatever, when they have antiheroes, they're normally just somebody who cusses, you know, a lot and somebody who's just like, I don't follow the rules or things like that. But at the end, they're really part of the same cloth as the heroes where Black Adam 
is not that. He kills a lot of people in this movie and he doesn't care. And even after talking with uh, Hawkman, he still does things his own way. He's going to kill people and he does not care. And I don't remember Black Adam being a good guy. I believe he was at one point sometime in the comics. But this is, uh, again, a little before my time as far as when that happened or I wasn't reading at the time. But in my experience, he's always been a bad guy. And so DC taking this guy and making him into a sort of anti-hero was an interesting choice. And I actually like the way that they're going with it. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him in the future. And actually having the, you know, sympathetic of the people in his uh, city, that's going to be interesting on what they're going to do with this character because he is still a killer. You know, he still does not he's not changing his ways he's killed he killed the final boss sabak he killed him <laughs> you know um they had some interesting twists at the end of the movie where we find out that it wasn't a teth adam who was the one who was given the powers it was actually his son that was given the power and his son shared the power with him to save him right before he's killed so it wasn't that the the um gods bestowed the power into him per se they gave it to his son and his son gave it to him in order to save him so i thought that was an interesting twist that i didn't see coming so that was a good job um i'm actually happy that this movie got made because it seems like the rock was attached to this movie since you know 50 years ago <laughs> i mean they have been talking about the rock being black adam and it, it just never came out. It was just like, okay, it was a forgotten thing, but the rock kept saying, no, I'm going to be black Adam. No, I'm going to be black Adam. And I don't know how long this has been going on. Probably a good 10 years, maybe that they kept saying that the rock is going to be black Adam. And they finally made this movie and the rock flexed his star power. So let me tell you about this. There's a guy, an executive in WB, the DC folks who, whoever owned DC, and he wasn't interested in the Zack Snyder verse type stuff. He wasn't interested in any of that. And he wasn't interested in Black Adam. Well, The Rock fought to have Superman return in the after credit scene. So they just shot this like a few weeks before the movie came out. And they got rid of the executive because this is what The Rock wanted. The Rock wanted Superman in the film. You know, just as a cameo, because he wants to set up a time where The Rock or Black Adam fights Superman. And Henry Cavell, he really was gone. You know, he you've seen the article saying, well, he's out of Superman. Then you'll see, oh, he's back in. Oh, he's out. Oh, he's back in. But now, by sliding him into this film, they're setting up for um, Man of Steel 2. And it was this one executive who just didn't want to do it. And they got rid of that executive. So if they do come up with a Man of Steel 2, all praise to The Rock. Because he is the one that kept this man on board, who, who vouched for him and said, this is what I want. And this shows that the star power is actually stronger than the executives. So I am glad The Rock fought for him because I always liked Henry Cavill as Superman. I thought he was an excellent Superman. I was pissed off he didn't get more shots at Superman. So the fact that he's back, I hope, for Man of Steel 2, well, we'll see what the next executive says. 
But first things first, we got to make sure that Black Adam does well at the box office. Because if it burns, then Dwayne Johnson may lose some of his leverage. I mean, he's still a big name and, you know, Warner Brothers will probably still want him to do other movies. So they'll probably still do this just based on him. And um, we'll, we'll see. So my thoughts on the movie itself, um, I enjoyed it. There was some applauses in the theater when I went and saw it, especially at the end when they showed Superman. So I've seen a lot of critics making <laughs> comments and things like that. There's just a lot of hate towards DC. I don't understand where it's coming from. And yes, we did get a typical ending where I wasn't too thrilled you know, about it. Now, I did like the false ending that you got beforehand because when Black Adam gave itself over to Amanda Waller and her folks basically to go, you know, hide away because he basically wanted to pay for his sins or whatever. Um, I don't know. It was kind of far-fetched the reason why he did it. I thought he could have just, you know, walked away and just been fine, but whatever. And I'm like, that's it? That's the end of the movie? And he killed the guy, he killed the blast that killed the um, Sabat guy or Ishmael, I think it was his name at first. We didn't know he was going to turn into Sabak at the time. But it was all a part of Ishmael's plan to die, to be able to be sent back with more power. And I thought the Justice Society was going to have to handle that. And I was like, this is going to turn into a Justice Society movie. But I said, no, they got to get The Rock back in there. They they have to. You paid too much money <laughs> for this dude not to be part of the ending of this movie. And um, it was Dr. Fate who kind of made that connection with him to um, get him hyped up. And he got released. And he uh, fought his way back, said Shazam, became... Uh, Black Adam again, and then came out there and had the final battle. Can we say Dr. Fate was just such a great character? And I know there's going to get a lot of people who's like, oh, he's just a ripoff of Dr. Strange. Dr. Fate actually predates Dr. Strange in the comic book. So Dr. Fate came first. All right. And then Dr. Strange was made then. So a lot of the things that Dr. Fate had did was a lot of things that we saw Dr. Strange had done in the movie so there's going to be a lot of people who say oh that's just a rip off and you know i understand that because a lot of people aren't really comic fans they're comic movies fan so that type of stuff i can see that it's that he did a lot of things that dr strange does in the movies as well also you have um adam smasher he reminds me of spider-man um you know they were just there was a lot of similarities to a lot of Marvel things like Adam Smasher reminded me of Spider-Man, the uh, new Spider-Man. I can't, his name just escapes me right now. The, uh, actor who plays the new Spider-Man. So Adam Smasher reminds me of that. Um, I don't think Cyclone got enough time, but I was happy to see her, you know, it's really her powers weren't really as defined as I would have liked to have seen, but you know, she, she obviously, I think she's going to be great if they continue with her. They just didn't have much for her or Adam Smasher to do in this film, even though Adam Smasher did have a couple of notable moments. And Adam Smasher, basically, he has the power similar, to be honest with you, of Ant-Man. And so um, Henry Wrinkler actually <laughs> was in the film. Uh, that kind of threw me through a loop there. I'm like, why is the Fonz in the film? He was just in there for like maybe about... 30 seconds he's actually uh, Adam Smasher's father so it was kind of interesting to see the Fonz in uh, the DCEU but um 
hopefully in the future, if they do a Justice Society type movie, hopefully it'll, you know, we'll be able to get more of both um, Adam Smasher and Cyclone. I can actually see them because they look like they were flirting a little bit. I can actually see them actually having some sort of series on their own. And I think that would be interesting. Now, the one thing about the Justice Society is if you don't know these characters, you may be a little confused. Now, for folks who've read the comic books, who played video games and all that and know these characters, it really was a good transition. Like, I knew Dr. Fate. I knew Hawkman, even though I would prefer Shira as Hawk Girl because that's what you grew up with, the Justice League. But I knew Hawkman as well, um, not just from the Justice League, but also from other iterations in the comics. So I have no problem with them, um, the, those two characters. I knew Adam Smasher a little bit, um, you know, really didn't get too much information on him, but I've seen him in other media before, and Cyclone was just totally new to me. I didn't know who she was at all. I remember when I was watching the trailer, I was like, who is that black girl? <laughs> I had no clue who she was. So I would like to learn more about her, learn more about Adam Smasher, um, as far as Dr. Fate is concerned, well, we saw what happened to him, but I don't think he's dead. Dr. Fate, you know, he's magical. They, he, they got to find a way to keep him alive because Pierce Bronson was great in the role. I think he was actually having fun with the role. I thought he was very good. I don't know if he's just an older actor. It was just like, eh, we're just going to push him to the side. But I actually really enjoyed his character in this film and i enjoyed um, like i said hawkman as well they need to make either a prequel series or a prequel sh movie for the justice society how did they get caught up with amanda waller i don't know let's put it all together i think black adam set the stage here and i think that's what they meant to do but if you didn't know these characters outside of this movie there may be a little confusion there because you know people in the movie game, they have to be spoon fed. They have to have everything fed to them like little kids. Like, I need an origin story of Hawkman. I need an origin story of Dr. Fate. I need an origin story of Adam Smasher, Cyclone, etc. Without that, they seem lost. Whereas people who've been in the comic game for a while, just like myself, and again, I'm not the biggest comic person, but I've read a comic or two, pretty much knew who these characters were. And I know a lot of people, like I said, they're going to say Dr. Fate was just a Dr. Strange ripoff, whereas Dr. Fate was actually first. So choke on that, MCU. Um, outside of that, I think this movie was good. Did it have it problems in the third act? Yes. I thought it was just another stupid ending. The same thing that the first Wonder Woman had, the same thing that the first Suicide Squad had. And, you know, it's just that same spill they need to really try something else with their villains at the end um you know this is just basically another steppenwolf and you know in the <laughs> he got his head cut off in the the snyderverse justice league i don't know if he got his do i remember if he got his head no he got away in the original justice league but anyways um you know, these are the type of villains that they're dealing with. They're not sympathetic villains, and they don't necessarily need to be, but it's just like the same type of trope at the end of each movie. They need to figure out a way to streamline that third act in all of these movies because they right now is just that is DCEU's problem. Now, outside of that third act, I had no problem. I think The Rock was great as Black Adam. Like I said, he doesn't need to be the greatest actor in the world to portray this character. 
But, you know, he, he did what he needed to do. He was fine. I thought the Justice Society carried the movie, in my opinion. That's when I was actually the most interested in what's going on. I like that they made Black Adam some sort of a hero for that particular city. So he's actually a villain. And now we're starting to maybe that's probably what they're building to now that I think about it. Maybe we're looking at him as a villain, but in those people's eyes, the city that he's protecting, he is a hero. So basically a hero is in the lens of who's looking at it. So maybe that's it. And if that's what they were intending on doing, then it was genius because Black Adam is normally considered a villain, but to his people that he's protecting, he's a hero. And so now you're looking at it at the other end here and the Justice Society, they even criticized them. Um, the, uh, the Adriana, one of the characters in the movie, criticized them like our city has been taken over for 27 years by this mercenary group. Where are y'all in? And she makes a valid point. You know, you have this is a world that has Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And you mean to tell me that nobody did anything about this, that this mercenary group is known to have taken over this city and basically oppressed the people using their resources and nobody did anything about it? And then they finally get a hero willing to fight for them? You think they care if he kills people? I wouldn't. You know, I'd be rooting for him too. Like, yay, Black Adam, you know, you're saving me. You're saving my people, which is what he was doing. So in... Our eyes, Amanda Waller, put it like that, or the quote-unquote American eyes, the man is a menace. He kills people. You can't control him. He does what he wants. So I can see America, or quote-unquote, <laughs> um, the America. I don't want to say America legit, but, you know, just I can see that government saying we need to contain this guy because he's a threat. But in his people's eyes, he's a hero. Nobody gave a damn about them. Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, nobody gave a damn about their people being oppressed for 27 years. And finally, we got a guy who set us free. He is our hero. You know, we don't care what y'all think. Y'all are the ones who are the evil people. And just thinking, and I literally came up with that epiphany right now. And if that's the way that they went to make this character, then it was brilliant. It just went up you know, tenfold in my mind, because now you have, you're looking at it from their side, not necessarily what we would say, you know, like the justice society is more of our side. That's the one American version. Yes, they're noble. They don't kill people, this and that. But at the same time, y'all just let these people suffer in y'all universe and did nothing. Whereas black Adam is now their protector. So of course he's a hero in their eyes. So that is brilliant filmmaking. If that's what they were intending on doing, I'm more than likely that's probably what they did. And you know, it just snapped at me. I probably would have came up with that after I watched it a second time. So keep in mind, I've just watched it yesterday. So only the one time I need to watch it again to see what else I picked up on or missed. And so, but yeah, that's brilliant if that's what they were going for. So, what did you think about Black Adam? Did you like it? Did you pick up on that the first time around, unlike my dumb self? If so, leave your thoughts in the comments below as always. And if you want to check out some of my creative work, hit me up at www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces. Deuces.